Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. It's a Monday, nice sunny Monday, in late August. And I hope you're all having a good day. Me, I got nothing planned except to talk to you fine people. Well, it was inevitable. The psionics discussion. Now, people who know me, who have watched my videos, listened to my other podcasts, things like that, know I'm not fond of psionics. And there's some reason why. Some of it's personal. Some of it's practical. All right, most of it's personal. So, I never thought psionics was a good fit for fantasy, except in certain rare cases. And danged if I can think of what those rare cases are right now. But I always thought it was kind of wonky when I first found out there was a psionics chapter in first edition. I thought, why? And I just, I didn't understand it. Then again, I am not of a literary bent, even though I do read. So fantasy and pulp fantasy fiction were kind of alien concepts to me at the time. And I'm sure Gary and Dave, or rather Gary, was trying to imitate or try and give some credence to the fact that there there were some stories out there with psionics in the mind, mind powers, things like that. I'm sure there's a story behind this. I, I, I don't know about it. But... I was like, why do you need psionics when you have magic? Why do you need another type of supernatural energy? To me, psionics fits more into a science fiction type scenario. Even Gamma World, I can understand with psionics, but I'll get to that in a minute. That being said, if somebody put a gun to my head saying, will you psionics? I found two or three alternative psionic systems that would work for me because I never thought the D&D psionic system worked. It looked really complicated and there was no need for it. There was no need for anything to be that complicated. I always got the impression reading it that it wasn't the fact that they were trying to emulate something more the fact that, okay, we've got this thing we want to do and we want to make it as different to magic as possible. So we'll do it this way. Even the two psionics handbook left me cold. So, alternative psionic systems. I like the simpler the better. And if it and if it resembles magic, so be it. You've got your mind games. There you go. And I never thought why they have to make things that tough on the on the characters. They got magic to mess with you and all these other fantastical creatures to mess with you. You got to lump this on top of it. Now, I understand certain things. I understand certain creatures who have it, like mind flayers, things like that, which sets them apart from other monsters, makes them a little more dangerous. But when you've got it floating around like you do magic, I mean, there's a whole other discussion about too much magic in a world, then it's just, it, it's to me, it's stacking the deck against the players too much. All right, I've said my piece. So let's get on to magic system. Magic. Let's get on to psionic systems. First and foremost, I would have to say that the easiest one to do 
is in the book Carcosa, published by Lamentations of the Flame Princess by Jeffrey McKinney. That one is drop-dead simple. You have a percentage chance of your character being psionic, which is usually the case for most of these systems, but it's very, very slim. And it's all based on certain stats being higher, like up in the 18s, trying to look at it, look at it real quick. Um, and it works, guess what? Oh, like magic, only a little wonkier. Okay, psionics. Yeah, if you have 18s in intelligent wisdom and charisma, I think the best you can get is 12%. So that limits it right there. Here's where it gets kind of even harder. Not harder, but simpler. You have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight psionic, what they call disciplines, which are powers. And you don't get the same thing every day. Every day you have to roll. Every time you rest, you have to roll. You also, depending on your level, it only goes up to nine plus. You can use it up to five times a day, and that's at ninth level and beyond. Usually it's just one time a day. And you get up to three powers a day, and the referee determines randomly which specific powers they are. So it keeps it kind of wonky, and it keeps it kind of... Actually, I kind of like that if you're going to do that kind of flavor, because that way, it's a... Psionicists don't have much control over their powers in that kind of situation, if you're going to use the Carcosian system. So you got to... They got to stay on their toes. Some people don't like the randomness of that, but there it is. Also, I would suggest New Big Dragon Games Book of Psionics because he treats it as another magic system. And these characters are what they are. They're they're psionicists. He treats it as a racist class, and I don't know if I can buy that because it always bothered me in the second, like in the second edition book of Psionics, the Splat book. It, psionicist was a class, and I couldn't buy that as a class because it didn't really, it wasn't their profession, it's what they did innately, and I, that just kind of boggled me. But the way Richard LeBlanc does it in the New Big Dragon supplement goes down a lot better because he treats it like more of a... a monkish discipline, a, you know, grasshopper, you must do this and meditate and all this other stuff. It was, it's more of a discipline if you have the power and you may not have the power, but if you have the power, it's more of a discipline like that. Now, if that was a class, I would buy it because you're a monk, you're in a, well, you may not be a monk, but I mean, you have psionics, you may be in some kind of cloistered place studying it, things like that. Okay, I can understand that. But like second edition, you want to, what are you? Are you, are you oh, you're multi-class. What are you? I'm a fighter psionicist. What's a fighter psionicist? I know what a fighter is, but what's a psionicist? Do you work anywhere? Where's your shop? That kind of thing. Anyway, so the, the way Richard treats it is probably more in line with what people were thinking at the, at the beginning of how to do it. Another way to go is Gamma World or Mutant Future, which both deal with what they call mental mutations, which pretty much are psionics. And they have a whole different table of mental combat, and they have a mental stat for it. 
that's another way to go. There, This is where mind powers and psionics are more common. If it's common in your game, I mean, you could add this to Labyrinth Lord or Swords and Wizardry or any other basic D&D or anything like that. And it would work. It would work if you want to do a little more mechanic-wise that way. So those are three psionic psionic systems, I should say. Those are three psionic systems that would work a heck of a lot better than what TSR and Gary came up with. And so there it is. I'm trying to rack my brain thinking how wh- why I would use them. But if I was, like I said, if somebody put a gun to my head, I would pick one of those three. If I was feeling really mean, I'd pick the Carcosin one. <laughs> but I, it's, it's workable. That's workable. You don't have to worry about sonic points and all this other stuff. And, and in a way, like, say, the LeBlanc, all three of them, actually, but mostly the LeBlanc one, you can work it into battle without stopping everything and having a mental mind-to-mind contact with the bad guy or something like that. So, okay, that's my rant on psionics. It's time to get going and get out of here. Well, nowhere to go, but i got to get busy. So, I hope you people have a good day. And until I see you next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.